Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. In previous episodes, we've given you the tools to prepare for an interview and how to answer a variety of frequently asked interview questions. In this episode, we'll tackle the final step in the process, the offer stage. Shane Bishop, Senior Account Executive at Orion, joins me to discuss the timeline for extending and accepting an offer, what factors to consider when making a decision, and salary negotiation. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. While you're there, we'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating as well. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Shane. Hey, Megan. We've had you on the show before, but for any new listeners, can you give a quick background on your military experience and now your time with Orion? Sure. Um, I was a Navy submarine officer for eight years um, before coming to Orion, and I've been here for almost 17 years and had several roles at Orion, but uh, really excited to uh, be on a podcast again with you today. Great, thanks. As an account executive, it's your job to work with our clients and with the candidates to ensure the best possible fit from facilitating the interview all the way through the offer stage. One of the first questions that I would ask for this topic is the issue surrounding your desired salary. So how should a job seeker best respond when they're asked about their expected salary range? Um, I think it depends, uh, which is maybe a bad answer and it gives you uh, a good starting point though that it depends on your situation you know if uh, I think if you have a minimum expected uh, number that you really is a floor then I think it's okay to share that information but I think that um, one successful way is to uh, communicate maybe what you're currently making um, and let uh, a company know that hey look I'm not all about money but this is kind of where I'm currently at. I know there's other factors and before I make a decision. And yet, um, one easy way is to talk about uh, the range that you've been briefed. If you understand the range that Orion's briefed as far as expected salary, you can just let them know, look, I understand it's between this and this. And, uh, you know, I'm fine in that, in that range. So that's a good place to at least start. Um, you know, I would definitely not pin myself down on a specific number because you don't want to overprice yourself. Uh, but you also don't want to undervalue yourself either and leave money on the table that you otherwise could have gotten. So so I just be careful with that. Okay. And you referenced some other things that would go into the offer acceptance outside of the salary. So we'll talk about that here in a couple of minutes. But one of the other questions I want to ask is, what's the timeline that we would typically recommend to employers in regard to extending an offer? Do we have like a best practice for a number of days after the final interview? Um, well, best practice, in my opinion, is if you can make a decision uh, while a candidate's still on site or on a final interview, uh, best practice to me for me is to be able to have candidates leave um, with an offer, at least something verbal. If they can leave something written, great, but I think that sometimes that's difficult. So, I mean, best practice would be certainly um, to leave with a verbal. In reality, a lot of times after a, an interview, our final interview, there's still going to need to be a consensus meeting where within uh, at least several folks within the, you know, uh, the company that you're interviewing with that they would be uh, have to get together and make some final decisions. So usually um, within two days is kind of what I would expect. Um, but it could stretch out uh, 
a week, depending on what other candidates might be interviewing as well. So that's mm -hmm. what you, you know, you're waiting to find out whether there's additional candidates or not. Yeah, and I would think the timeline would also depend a little bit on um, what type of interview it is. If you're going to a conference, it's probably going to be a little bit more complicated because there, like you said, might be some other people involved in the hiring decision versus if you were to go on site, maybe those people are already there. And so that might shorten the time a little bit. Yeah. And from a conference, I would expect that um, not very often would a candidate get an offer while they're at, at an event. So usually it's, hey, after I've gone uh, to an event, went on site um, to, for a final interview, the real factor comes down to whether there's other candidates that they're going to bring in from that event to compete for the same role. So if you are the top candidate and you're the only in, you know, you, or if you're the final candidate, um, they may be able to make a decision immediately after your interview, or there may be some waiting period to go because they're interviewing a few more candidates. So it depends. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So how many days then do the employers typically give to the candidates to make the decision on an offer? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and again, it depends. But I think in general, if a, if a company is not going to give you um, a week, I think that that's, you know, just a concern. I would, I would expect that most clients would give a candidate um, a week to respond. There may be issues or reasons why they can't because there's another candidate that's coming in that they're competing with and they want to be able to, you know, make a commitment to one of the two candidates. So there may be a short cycle in those instances. Mm -hmm. um, but in general, I, I expect candidates to be able to make a decision in, within a week. And I think most companies do. Some companies will give you longer than that. But I think that most candidates should be able to give an answer uh, within a week. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, one thing I want to circle back to, and it's what I mentioned earlier when you were talking through some of the other considerations. So when you're giving your salary range, of course, your base salary is going to be something that's going to be important. And you should kind of know up front what that expectation would be based on your communication with the recruiters at Orion and then also your account executive. But what are some of the other benefits for a job seeker to consider outside of the base salary, whether that be, yeah. you know, benefits, bonuses, relocation, culture. Right. I mean, certainly total comp is um, a major factor in making a decision, not just a base salary. So you're looking at bonuses, you're looking at um, overtime, whether that's paid out, whether that's not paid out and how much is expected. Um, and then other things, shift differentials, those kinds of monies that's out there, commission plans, those kinds of things. So total comp would be just one thing. But, you know, I, I mean, the corporate benefits package is something to consider. I don't think most candidates make decisions based on, um, you know, medical plans and dental plans, those kinds of things. As long as I think it's a that it's a all-encompassing type package that usually there's minimal differences between, you know, those things. So I, that's usually not a major factor. You know, I think that the major thing that candidates need to be looking for is, you know, uh, how comfortable am I with culture, uh, with the hiring manager who I'm going to be working for and working with, because uh, that usually determines whether somebody is satisfied with the job that they're currently in. So I think that those are the most important things for somebody to consider. consider and I think that's usually pretty obvious when a candidate is strongly considering something is, hey, do I like the people that I'm working with and working for? And what's the culture like long-term? 
can I see myself working here? Um, you know, and then you're looking at, at job growth as well, you know, but um, the truth is um, there's lots of factors that can change. Um, uh, growth, you know, eco- economy can certainly slow and change kind of what your opportunities look like um, in the short term. I don't think that there's many factors that change culture all that often. So those are things that you can kind of bank on and things that I would strongly consider, um, you know, in addition to benefits and uh, total comp and those kinds of things. I would strongly, you know, encourage you to look at the culture because that's usually where people are going to be happy. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best way to determine the culture? Just you think you get a pretty good sense of it when you're being interviewed, especially if you're being interviewed by multiple different people. But is there anything else that you could tell a candidate on, you know, here's maybe a good way to determine right. what the culture is like at that company? Yeah, I think uh, and it's a good question, you know, and obviously there's resources out there. Glassdoor is an option, but I I hesitate to uh, put too much faith into in, into some of those because those, you know, postings and, you know, can certainly be misleading. Um, I would definitely ask a lot of questions. Um, I would try to definitely ask questions of um, others that uh, may not be decision makers, but people that you interact with um, and to try to get a feel. But I, I think that most of the time when you're on site, you can get a gut feel of whether people enjoy um, – what they do and uh, you know uh, it's definitely going to be case by case and you know try to get a feel for whether that's something that's uh you know going to match what your desires are and needs are so mm-hmm. um, there there are other things that you can do certainly um in today's society linkedin and those kinds of things to try to maybe connect with some folks um that again that are not decision makers um, that are not just on glass door to post a positive or negative because they're angry. Um, but trying to get somebody that's unbiased, you can try to connect via LinkedIn as well. It'd be a, another resource to kind of try to get a feel for how happy people are kind of in the role that they're in. So. Yeah, I think that's good. And even, you know, trying to find maybe on their own careers page, if they have any kind of like testimonials or different things, of course, they're only going to put the good ones on there, but right. it could still give you an idea of, you know, what people have to say about working there. No. And, and I think if if a company talks about culture a lot, that's usually important. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that most companies that, uh, that uh, lack a strong culture or even have a negative culture, I think that uh, maybe a hiring manager, you know, might gloss over culture. And usually that's a red flag for me. Um, so, you know, if, if a company uh, talks enough about culture, that usually uh, there's some truth to it, right? So I, that's one thing, you know, to be considerate of. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good point. In terms of the salary offering, so if a company is offering a salary, are they, is it very common for them to flex what they're offering if they're extremely interested in a candidate or is it typically um, pretty set? No, I think uh, there's always some flex, Um but, you know, as a candidate, you know, when you get an offer, you never really know where the flex is. And I think that uh, a lot of our clients um, today do try to come in with um, competitive offers. You know, they're not trying to um, set the bar too low and expect somebody to always have to um, feel like they need to negotiate. So, you know, 
I would certainly um, expect that uh, you know if you get a good offer that you're that you're happy with to not necessarily feel like you have to negotiate in it, it you know but if there's a situation where you need to where it's not quite as much um, as you need or kind of what you're expect you know expecting you know I would leave that negotiation to Orion as much as possible um, to try to stay away from getting in the weeds of uh, of trying to do the negotiating yourself because there's most candidates just don't have the experience in doing that so I would I would first advise them to hey try to u- utilize Orion's resources to try to negotiate for you yeah that's definitely a good point to bring up because one thing I want to dig into a little bit more is for that candidate that maybe doesn't have a lot of experience, if they are given an offer that's a little bit lower than what they were expecting, what does the process then look like for them? Should they just reach back out to the Orion account executive and kind of have you do that work with the client before responding so that they don't, you know, come back to the client and act like they're not interested? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's what I would definitely recommend. I mean, in those situations, if if you receive an offer and it's you know really not what you were hoping for, um, I would still make sure that you thank them for the offer and the opportunity that you're really excited about, um, you know, uh, the company and the opportunity. And you know, at that point, let them know, hey, look, when do I need to give you a decision? Uh, and then utilize at that point um, Orion to kind of help you na- navigate through that whole process. Because what you don't want to do is you know, just try to negotiate to get more, but you, and then risk, uh, you know, the offer that you would have otherwise accepted. So, you know, sometimes you got to make a decision, hey, you know, am I willing to walk away um, if they're not able to negotiate? Um, at that point, you know, uh, allow Orion to kind of help you through it. And if, you know, if you're willing to accept um, the offer as is, but you're hoping for some more, um, again, I think that that's best um, coached uh, by Orion folks. And a lot of times as a, you know, as an account executive, I'll have a candidate do that themselves, but I'll coach them through what I want them to say and kind of how to approach it. So um, that way it comes across as genuine and not somebody just trying to seek for, you know, more money just because they feel like they need to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've told us about the best kind of approach to negotiate the offer. Do you have any examples of any good or bad outcomes that you've seen based on a salary negotiation, whether um, through us or if a candidate tries to do it on their own with the company? Um. Well, you know, without getting into specifics, I, you know, I think that, you know, uh, the danger of negotiating um, on your own or with minimal experience is to come across as just being, you know, greedy or uh, just about money. Um, and sometimes that comes across as a candidate. It just truly isn't very excited. Um, so the wor- the worst thing that you can have happen is for a client to get the feeling that, Hey, candidate's not really excited about us. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's always my fear on the negotiation side. Uh, so in instances where a candidate is satisfied and doesn't want to risk, but was hoping for more money. Um, usually what I will tell them to do is I will have the candidate negotiate themselves in that case, but I will tell them, look, you need to tell them right up front that um, I'm not all about money and I am willing to accept the offer as is. But, um, you know, my current situation was I was hoping for this. Is there any flexibility or anything we can do to get me closer? It's kind of what I was hoping for. And at that point, they're risking minimal, right? So 
you're somewhat giving up some of your negotiating strengths, but I think a lot of times it comes across more genuine, and I think that's the most important part. Now, in an instance where you're willing to walk away, I think you don't want to give up your your um, your position of strength by letting them know that, uh, you know, kind of where your bar is. I would just at that point, you try to negotiate as strongly as possible. And in those cases, I would try to I'll let the Orion guys do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's kind of what I would recommend. Yeah, that's all really good advice. Do you have any other advice for anyone who's trying to successfully navigate this phase of the interview process? And then if they're in, you know, multiple final rounds of interviews, or maybe they've received multiple offers, any advice for that candidate that's kind of weighing his options? Uh, Ask me that again, Megan. I got, I lost that question. We might have to edit this out. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anybody who's trying to navigate the offer stage when they have multiple offers at play? Um, my advice would be to make sure you understand um, the time frame of when a client needs an answer. And at that point, um, you've got some decisions to make. I mean, I think that's part of it, you know, as you kind of get through this process realize that most companies give you a week and you need to be able to give an answer kind of in that time frame. So if when you're multiply or when you're dealing with multiple opportunities, um, my advice to candidates is, Hey, we've got to be ready, you know, to give an mm-hmm. answer. Um, so sometimes that's difficult and it becomes a, a situation where if a candidate gets an offer too soon, I think it's, you know, one of these situations where if they haven't, done the heart part of is this what I want to go to do and have I talked to my family about location and all those kinds of things that um, it can bite you um, if you're not careful so it's one of those things I advise you to figure it out ahead of time because you're going to have probably a week to give Mm -hmm. an answer so great so any other advice for the final stage of the interview process the offer stage yeah um, and to go back on that last question when there are multiple things that you're juggling, I think that it's okay to be honest with a, with a, you know companies to say, look, I'm, I'm I'm interviewing with a couple companies. I'm really interested in you know in you guys, um, but um, you know I'm trying to make the best decision for me and my family. Um, you know I'll get back to you you know within a week. I'm really hoping uh, to be able to make the, um, a good decision. I'm excited about what you guys have to offer and kind of handle it that way. And then at that point, maybe let Orion kind of help you through the negotiating piece of, you know, at least kind of working through the process with multiple companies. Yeah, that's great advice. So any other adv- advice for the offer stage of the interview? Um, I don't think so. Covered it all? It, it, it's so uh, it's so situational that, mm-hmm. you know, I think that... Uh, Depending on the situation, you know, I would definitely uh, utilize the resources your recruiter at Orion and your, you know, account executive try to help you through if you've got questions and figure it out. But, uh, you know, it it takes soul searching. It takes, um, you know, some personal things that you got to work through to be able to make the right decision for you and your family. And hopefully you'll know it when the opportunity comes. Great. And yeah, with all of the other interview prep that we've talked about on these podcasts, we have supporting documentation and lots of resources on our website. So 
All of that's available to anyone that's interested in learning more. And Shane, thank you very much for the time today. Thanks, Megan. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of From the Battlefield to the Boardroom. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we recently launched on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We would love to continue to serve as a resource for you during your military transition and beyond. Make sure you subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy our show, don't hesitate to share it with your friends and give us a rating. 